Chapter 1, verse 1 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, Volume 4, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Commentary on the Gospel According to St. John, Chapter 1, Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, Chrysostom, while all the other evangelists begin with the Incarnation, John, passing over the conception, nativity, education, and growth, speaks immediately of the eternal generation, saying, In the beginning was the word. Augustine. The Greek word logos signifies both word and reason, but in this passage it is better to interpret it word, as referring not only to the Father, but to the creation of things by the operative power of the word, whereas reason, though it produced nothing, is still rightly called reason. Augustine. Words by their daily use, sound, and passage out of us have become common things, but there is a word which remaineth inward, in the very man himself, distinct from the sound which proceedeth out of the mouth. There is a word which is truly and spiritually that, which you understand by the sound, not being the actual sound. Now whosoever can conceive the notion of word as existing not only before its sound, but even before the idea of its sound is formed, may see enigmatically, and, as it were, in a glass, some similitude of that word of which it is said, in the beginning was the word. For when we give expression to something which we know, the word used is necessarily derived from the knowledge thus retained in the memory, and must be of the same quality with that knowledge. For a word is a thought formed from a thing which we know. Which word is spoken in the heart, being neither Greek nor Latin, nor of any language. Though when we want to communicate it to others, some sign is assumed by which to express it. Wherefore, the word which sounds externally is a sign of the word which lies hid within, to which the name of word more truly appertains. For that which is uttered by the mouth of our flesh is the voice of the word, and is in fact called word, with reference to that from which it is taken, when it is developed externally. Basil. This word is not a human word, for how was there a human word in the beginning, when man received his being last of all? There was not then any word of man in the beginning, nor yet of angels, for every creature is within the limits of time, having its beginning of existence from the Creator. But what says the Gospel? It calls the only begotten himself the Word. Chrysostom. But why, omitting the Father, does he proceed at once to speak of the Son? Because the Father was known to all, though not as the Father, yet as God, whereas the only begotten was not known. As was meet then, he endeavors first of all to inculcate the knowledge of the Son on those who knew him not, though neither in discoursing on him is he altogether silent on the Father, and inasmuch as he was about to teach that the Word was the only begotten Son of God, that no one might think this a passable generation, he makes mention of the Word in the first place, in order to destroy the dangerous suspicion and show that the Son was from God impassibly. And a second reason is, that he was to declare unto us the things of the Father. 
but he does not speak of the word simply, but with the addition of the article, in order to distinguish it from other words. For scripture calls God's laws and commandments words. But this word is a certain substance or person, an essence, coming forth impassibly from the Father himself. Basil, wherefore then word, because born impassibly the image of him that begat, manifesting all the Father in himself, abstracting from him nothing, but existing perfect in himself. Augustine, as our knowledge differs from God's, so does our word, which arises from our knowledge, differ from that word of God, which is born of the Father's essence. We might say from the Father's knowledge, the Father's wisdom, or more correctly, the Father who is knowledge, the Father who is wisdom. The word of God, then, the only begotten Son of the Father, is in all things like and equal to the Father, being altogether what the Father is, yet not the Father, because the one is the Son, the other the Father, and thereby he knoweth all things which the Father knoweth. Yet his knowledge is from the Father, even as is his being, for knowing and being are the same with him, and so as the Father's being is not from the Son, so neither is his knowing. Wherefore the Father begat the Word equal to himself in all things, as uttering forth himself. For had there been more or less in his word than in himself, he would not have uttered himself fully and perfectly. With respect, however, to our own inner word, which we find, in whatsoever sense, to be like the word, let us not object to see how very unlike it is also. A word is a formation of our mind, going to take place, but not yet made, and something in our mind which we toss to and fro in a slippery, circuitous way, as one thing and another is discovered, or occurs to our thoughts. When this which we toss to and fro has reached the subject of our knowledge and has been formed therefrom, when it has assumed the most exact likeness to it, and the conception has quite answered to the thing, then we have a true word, who may not see how great the difference is here from that word of God, which exists in the form of God in such wise that it could not have been first going to be formed, and afterwards formed, nor can ever have been unformed, being a form absolute, and absolutely equal to him from whom it is. Wherefore, in speaking of the word of God, here nothing is said about thought in God, lest we should think there was anything revolving in God, which might first receive form in order to be a word, and afterwards lose it, and be carried round again in an unformed state. Augustine. Now the word of God is a form, not a formation, but the form of all forms, a form unchangeable, removed from accident, from failure, from time, from space, surpassing all things, and existing in all things as a kind of foundation underneath, and somewhat above them. Basil, yet has our outward word some similarity to the divine word, for our word declares the whole conception of the mind, since what we conceive in the mind we bring out in word. Indeed, our heart is, as it were, the source, and the uttered word, the stream which flows therefrom. Chrysostom, Observe the spiritual wisdom of the evangelist. He knew that men honored most what was most ancient, 
in that honoring what is before everything else they conceived of it as God. On this account he mentions first the beginning, saying, In the beginning was the word. Origin. There are many significations of this word beginning, for there is a beginning of a journey, and beginning of a length, according to Proverbs. The beginning of the right path is to do justice. There is a beginning, too, of a creation. According to Job, he is the beginning of the ways of God. Nor would it be incorrect to say that God is the beginning of all things. The pre-existent material, again, where supposed to be the original, out of which anything is produced, is considered as the beginning. There is a beginning also in respect of form, as where Christ is the beginning of those who are made according to the image of God. And there is a beginning of doctrine, according to Hebrews, when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. For there are two kinds of beginning of doctrine, one in itself, the other relative to us, as if we should say that Christ, in that he is the wisdom and word of God, was in himself the beginning of wisdom. But to us, in that he was the word incarnate. There being so many significations then of the word, we may take it as the beginning through whom, i.e. the maker, for Christ is creator as the beginning, in that he is wisdom, so that the word is in the beginning, i.e. in wisdom, the Savior being all these excellences at once. As life then is in the word, so the word is in the beginning, that is to say in wisdom. Consider then, if it be possible, according to the signification, to understand the beginning, as meaning that all things are made according to wisdom, and the patterns contained therein, or inasmuch as the beginning of the Son is the Father, the beginning of all creatures and existences, to understand by the text, in the beginning was the Word, that the Son, the Word was in the beginning, that is, in the Father. Augustine or in the beginning, as if it were said, before all things. Basil, the Holy Ghost foresaw that men would arise who should envy the glory of the only begotten, subverting their hearers by sophistry, as if because he were begotten, he was not, and before he was begotten, he was not, that none might presume then to babble such things. The Holy Ghost saith, In the beginning was the word. Hilary, Years, centuries, ages are passed over. Place what beginning thou wilt in thy imagining. Thou grasped it not in time, for he from whom it is derived still was. Chrysostom. As then, when our ship is near shore, cities and port pass in survey before us, which on the open sea vanish, and leave nothing whereon to fix the eye. So the evangelist here, taking us with him in his flight above the created world, leaves the eye to gaze in vacancy on an illimitable expanse. For the words, was in the beginning, are significant of, of eternal and infinite essence. Augustine. They say, however, if he is the son, he was born. We allow it. They rejoin, if the Son was born to the Father, the Father was before the Son was born to him. This the faith rejects. Then they say, explain to us how the Son could be born from the Father, and yet be co-aval with him, from whom he is born. 
for sons are born after their fathers to succeed them on their death. They adduce analogies from nature, and we must endeavor likewise to do the same for our doctrine. But how can we find in nature a co-eternal when we cannot find an eternal? However, if a thing generating and a thing generated can be found anywhere coeval, it will be a help in forming a notion of coeternals. New wisdom herself is called in scriptures the brightness of everlasting light, the image of the Father. Hence, then, let us take our comparison and from coevils form a notion of coeternals. Now, no one doubts that brightness proceeds from fire. Fire, then, we may consider the Father of the brightness. Presently, when I light a candle, at the same instant with the fire, brightness ariseth. Give me the fire without the brightness, and I will with thee believe that the Father was without the Son. An image is produced by a mirror. The image exists as soon as the beholder appears. Yet the beholder existed before he came to the mirror. Let us suppose then a twig or a blade of grass which has grown up by the water side. Is it not born with its image? If there had always been the twig, there would always have been the image proceeding from the twig. And whatever is from another thing is born. So then that which generates may be coexistent from eternity with that which is generated from it. But someone will say, perhaps, well, I understand now the Eternal Father, the co-eternal Son. Yet the Son is like the emitted brightness, which is less brilliant than the fire or the reflected image which is less real than the twig. Not so. There is complete equality between father and son. I do not believe, he says, for thou hast found nothing whereto to liken it. However, perhaps we can find something in nature by which we may understand that the son is both co-eternal with the father and in no respect inferior also. Though we cannot find any one material of comparison that will be sufficient singly, we must therefore join together two, one of which has been employed by our adversaries, the other by ourselves, for they have drawn their comparison from things which are preceded in time by the things which they spring from, man, for example, from man. Nevertheless, man is of the same substance with man. We have then, in that nativity, an equality of nature, an equality of time is wanting. But in the comparison which we have drawn from the brightness of fire and the reflection of a twig and a quality of nature thou dost not find, of time thou dost, in the Godhead then there is found as a whole. What here exists in single and separate parts and that which is in the creation, existing in a manner suitable to the Creator. Ex gestus concili efisni. Wherefore, in one place divine scripture calls him the Son, in another the word, in another the brightness of the Father, named severally meant to guard against blasphemy. For inasmuch as thy Son is of the same nature with thyself, the Scripture, wishing to show that the substance of the Father and the Son is one, sets forth the Son of the Father, born of the Father, the only begotten. Next, since the terms birth and Son convey the idea of passableness, Therefore it calls the Son the Word, declaring by that name the impassibility of his nativity. But inasmuch as a father with us is necessarily older than his son, lest thou shouldest think that this applied to the divine nature as well, 
it calls the only begotten the brightness of the father for brightness though arising from the sun is not posterior to it understand then that brightness as revealing the coeternity of the son with the father word as proving the impassibility of his birth and son as conveying his consubstantiality chrysostom but they say that in the beginning it does not absolutely express eternity for that the same is said of the heaven and the earth in the beginning god made the heaven and the earth but are not made and was altogether different for in like manner as the word is when spoken of man signifies the present only but when applied to god that which always and eternally is so too was predicated of our nature signifies the past but predicated of god eternity origin the verb to be has a double signification sometimes expressing the motions which take place in time as other verbs do sometimes the substance of that one thing of which it is predicated without reference to time hence it is also called a substantive verb hilary consider then the world without what is written of it in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth whatever therefore is created is made in the beginning and now what is contained in time what as being to be made is contained in the beginning but lo for me an illiterate unlearned fisherman is independent of time unconfined by ages advances beyond all beginnings for the word was what it is and is not bounded by any time nor commenced therein seeing it was not made in the beginning but was allusion to refute those who inferred from christ's birth in time that he had not been from everlasting the evangelist begins with the eternity of the word saying in the beginning was the word and the word was with god chrysostom because it is an especial attribute of god to be eternal and without a beginning he laid this down first then lest any one on hearing in the beginning was the word should suppose the word unbegotten he instantly guarded against this saying and the word was with god hilary from the beginning he is with god and though independent of time is not independent of an author basil again he repeats this was because of men blasphemously saying that there was a time when he was not where then was the word illimitable things are not contained in space where was he then with god for neither is the father bounded by place nor the son by aught circumscribing origin it is worth while noting that whereas the word is said to come be made to some as to Uzziah, isaiah jeremiah with god it is not made as though it were not with him before but the word having been always with him it is said and the word was with god for from the beginning it was not separate from the father chrysostom he has not said was in god but was with god exhibiting to us that eternity which he had in accordance with his own person theophylact sibelius is overthrown by this text for he asserts that the father son and holy ghost are one person who sometimes appeared as the father sometimes as the son sometimes as the holy ghost 
but he is manifestly confounded by this text. And the word was with God. For here the evangelist declares that the Son is one person, God the Father another. And the word was God. Hilary, thou wilt say that a word is the sound of the voice, the enunciation of a thing, the expression of a thought. This word was in the beginning with God, because the utterance of thought is eternal, when he who thinketh is eternal. But how was that in the beginning, which exists no time either before or after? I doubt even whether in time at all. For speech is neither in existence before one speaks, nor after, in the very act of speaking it vanishes. For by the time a speech is ended, that from which it began does not exist. But even if the first sentence, in the beginning was the word, was through thy inattention lost upon thee, why disputest thou about the next? And the word was with God. Didst thou hear it said, in God, so that thou shouldest understand this word to be only the expression of hidden thoughts? Or did John say, with by mistake, and was not aware of the distinction between being in and being with? When he said, that what was in the beginning was not in God, but with God. Hear then the nature and name of the word, and the word was God, no more than of the sound of the voice, of the expression of the thought. The word here is a substance, not a sound, a nature, not an expression. God, not a non-entity. Hilary, but the title is absolute and free from the offense of an extraneous subject. To Moses it is said, I have given thee for a god to Pharaoh. But is not the reason for the name added when it is said to Pharaoh? Moses is given for a god to Pharaoh when he is feared, when he is entreated, when he punishes, when he heals. And it is one thing to be given for a god, another thing to be god. I remember too another application of the name in the Psalms. I have said, ye are gods. But there too it is implied that the title was but bestowed, and the introduction of I said makes it rather the phrase of the speaker than the name of the thing. But when I hear the word was God, I not only hear the word said to be, but perceived it proved to be God. Basil, thus cutting off the cavils of blasphemers and those who ask what the word is, he replies, and the word was God, Theophylact or combine it thus. From the word being with God, it follows plainly that there are two persons, but these two are of one nature, and therefore it proceeds, in the word was God, to show that Father and Son are of one nature, being of one Godhead. Origin. We must add, too, that the word illuminates the prophets with divine wisdom, in that he cometh to them but that with God he ever is, because he is God, for which reason he placed, and the word was with God, before, and the word was God. Chrysostom, not asserting as Plato does, one to be intelligence, the other soul, for the divine nature is very different from this. But you say the Father is called God, with the addition of the article, the Son without it, what say you then when the apostle writes the great god and our savior jesus christ and again who is over all god and grace be unto you and peace from god our father 
without the article. Besides, too, it were superfluous here to affix what had been affixed just before, so that it does not follow, though the article is not affixed to the sun, that he is therefore an inferior god. End of chapter 1, verse 1.